0: These are groundbreaking stories of South Africans with severe medical conditions and the innovative teams that have brought about miracles to help them. Welcome to Medical Miracles with Barbara Friedman. Hundreds of South Africans have had their lives saved by a bone marrow transplant. Only 30% of children and adults find a match within their family. For the remaining 70% of patients, the South African Bone Marrow Registry is the organization that helps find and arrange all bone marrow donations and transplants. Bone marrow transplants help to treat and often cure life-threatening diseases like leukemia and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Thanks to an American donor arranged by the South African Bone Marrow Registry, this teenager who had life-threatening aplastic anemia has been given a new lease on life.
1: I was 17 years old, and I was overseas on holiday with my parents. And I started noticing bruising, as well as this weird kind of dot, red dots that looked just like a rash, and like my skin would itch a lot as well. So I just thought it was eczema, and I like just kind of brushed it
0: off. But Ricky Lee began to realise something was wrong.
1: I got my period, and it lasted two weeks, which is definitely not normal at all. And due to that, I got very weak and I started to get faint. And one day, I basically fell off the back of a boat. <laughs> and that's the day that I had to be rushed to a hospital in Thailand, in Phuket. And from there, the doctors couldn't run more tests, but they knew that it was either leukemia or a plastic anemia.
0: Back in Cape Town, a bone marrow aspiration confirmed the diagnosis. Ricky Lee had aplastic anemia, a life-threatening illness where one's bone marrow simply does not work.
1: So your bone marrow usually produces your red blood cells, white blood cells and platelets. And they all have their different jobs, like white cells are for fighting with disease, your platelets are for clotting and obviously so if you get a cut or something then it'll scab it and um, your red blood cells carry the oxygen.
0: Aplastic anemia is a disease of the bone marrow. It cannot produce the blood cells vital for the body to survive. Ricky Lee was having constant blood transfusions, but transfusions only replace red blood cells and platelets. It's not able to replace the white blood cells which fight infection, so immunity is a major problem, and Ricky Lee was confined to an isolated sterile hospital ward for long periods of time, a difficult and lonely time for the teenager. Her entire life was put on hold as she was about to enter her matric year, and the blood transfusions were never-ending.
1: Platelets will take usually an hour. Blood could take up to three hours. Well, it takes up to th- it is three hours per bag. And I used to some days, have after have three bags.
0: Her mother Ethel says the transfusions were not a long-term solution. The doctor was concerned that he couldn't
2: um, sustain Wycliffe's health, and the regular transfusions and the medication that she was on wasn't giving him the desired results anymore and he wasn't being able to keep it stable. And so he really made a big
1: drive to find her a match. You have to find a genetic match. So they explained to me how that your tissues have to match them almost identically and that's why they test your brother or your sister. And they explained to me that it will probably be people that share your same roots as
0: you. Professor Annette Dutoy is one of the Bone Marrow Registry's founders. She's dedicated her life to this work. She explained that unlike the more commonly understood blood groups A, B and O, a tissue typing match is far more complex. The white cells fall into groups too, but there are thousands of them. There are so many variables in the white cell groups that we say it's a one in a hundred thousand chance of finding a match for me or you out there. And some people will never find a match. It can be so rare. Terry Schlappoff is the deputy director of the South African Bone Marrow Registry based at Krodeskir Hospital. She says the numbers of potential donors on their books are still far too few. And especially donor matches for black patients and those with mixed ethnic backgrounds.
3: At the moment, we have... About 6% black, about similarly for colored, and about 9% Asian of our database, which is not representative of the population it needs to serve.
0: So in fact, most of the 68,000 local donors on the registry are white. Ricky Lee, like many South Africans, has a mixed ethnic heritage. Bone marrow matches are far higher with people who share your ethnicity. But countries like the United States have a large bone marrow registry and a very mixed population group. So Ricky Lee's doctor was determined to go further afield.
2: America, because it's an immigrant country similar to, a, to South Africa where we live in a port town, so we're a port city, so we have quite a few mixed cultures, and America's spread of immigrants, so the potential was very high for there to be a match.
0: Thankfully, a match was found.
2: And this is when we were so so eternally grateful and thankful. And from that day, you know, the donors never left our prayers, our
0: thoughts. Bone marrow donors need to stay healthy, and it does require giving of their time.
2: It's a sacrifice on his part of taking the time out um, to firstly take the medication, to grow the stem cells. He then has to be hospitalised. For a period of time where they would take his blood out.
0: These days they take the blood, split off the required stem cells and pump the rest back into the donor's body. Gone are the days when bone marrow donors had marrow drooled out of their bones something I think people still picture in their minds. Stem cell research has changed that and the donation is not the invasive procedure it once was.
2: All of this just shows to thinking of others, um, of being self sacrificing, of you know, the willingness to to actually help um, other people
0: in need. The South African Bone Marrow Registry is the hub that makes all of this happen. When a match is found, the team kicks into high gear. The registry has one of their team collect the stem cells from the donor, wherever that may be in the world, and transport it back to the recipient. It never leaves their side.
3: The stem cells are transported from the donor centre, from the donor's bedside virtually, to the transplant centre by a human courier. This is hand carried by this person who has to be an experienced traveller who is able to cope with any emergency and the stem cells never leave that person's eyesight or hand ever throughout the process.
0: It's essential that the stem cells arrive on time. Bringing
3: cells from another
0: country to South Africa, and even in South Africa, is a military operation, from the donor to the patient's veins.
3: Obviously the patient has had lethal chemotherapy. If the cells don't arrive, the patient probably will die.
0: Chemotherapy is necessary to kill off their own diseased bone marrow to make room for the new transplanted healthy bone marrow.
3: The time frame is 72 hours. From the time of the start of the collection to the time when the cells must start being infused, we have a 72-hour window. Our longest transplant is from the west coast of America, 65
0: hours. The South African Bone Marrow Registry Coordinators make sure couriers have backup travel plans in case of emergencies. If
3: we send a courier to go and fetch it, the courier will have four sets of flights, a primary and a backup flight on day one and a backup set on day 2, just in case, so that the courier can travel. I have been caught in a typhoon and one of my colleagues had to get out before a hurricane shut all the airports in the US. We have um, a, a coordinator who handles this luck with military precision and we have a super travel agent who can help us to get people onto the last flight, get them through countries they didn't plan to visit, and get the stem cells, keep the stem cells coming at all times.
0: The protocol for transporting the stem cells is very strict.
3: The rule is that it must be carried in a rigid, puncture proof container that can maintain a temperature for the 72 hours. It's cooled by ice bricks or by a thermal label cladding inside. It's carried as hand luggage by the courier. It may never leave the courier. Even if you go to the loo, it goes with you. So the the hamper is kept at your feet, or if you're lucky you've got a seat next to you, you can belt it into the seat next to you. It's, it's packaged, so it has a wrapping, so it, can't, um, it doesn't shift inside the container. At customs, the product is not supposed to travel through the X-ray machine. In some countries, customs can be difficult, and couriers have to have nerves of steel
0: and a strong resolve.
3: We had a courier who, at leaving LAX airport, They wanted to x-ray it, and he said, you can't, and he said, we must, and he said, you can't, and this went on for 30 minutes, and they delayed the flight out of LAX, but eventually he stood his ground, the product is not going through the x-ray machine, and it didn't. So you need to be cool, and you need to be able to speak with authority and to call for authority. The coordinators have to be available
0: 24-7 to deal with emergencies. Transplant coordinator, I mean, she gets a phone call at three o'clock in the morning from America and she then contacts the travel agent, agent and they, they have to sit down and reroute. The stem cells are verified at all times, maintaining a rigorous chain of custody. It all has to be signed. The courier brings it in and hands it over to the theatre nurse.
3: So the miracle is that the patient in one country will start conditioning and that the donor might be in another country or another part of the same country several days later than the patient, and then it will all come together on D-Day.
0: So Ricky Lee received the life-giving stem cells from her American donor. The matching stem cells differentiate into whatever she needs. In this case, it replaced her diseased bone marrow with healthy bone marrow.
1: It's so important for people to hear about it because people don't know. I mean, so many people at my school had no idea what a bone marrow transplant was. And even to this day, I mean, some people still at my school don't understand that it's not just like, it's not someone drilling into you or trying to take out your bone marrow. It's literally like donating blood.
0: And donors are the lifeblood of the registry.
1: That's a possibility of life. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's a possibility for someone's future.
0: And the need to grow the ethnic diversity on the bone marrow registry is something Ricky Lee feels passionate about. For me, who waited so long to try to find
1: one and couldn't find any in South Africa, it just kind of made me really want to speak about the issue of having different ethnicities be part of the register and join up. And basically we need more people of all races to be on the register. It makes me so
0: sad. Meanwhile, her transplant has changed her life completely. No longer confined to hospital or home, Ricky Lee has completed her matric and is living a normal life, excited about her future.
1: Well, post-transplant, emotionally, it was very uplifting. I mean, obviously now I felt free mentally, physically, both. Like the fact that I wasn't getting tired and like I felt kind of back to the old me... That was that was probably the best
0: feeling. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Medical Miracles.
3: Visit 702.co.za for more intriguing stories.